Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am so excited to have back on the podcast today, Samantha Bush. Hey, Sam. Hi, how are you? I am great. I am better now. I know that you have been really enjoying the first few weeks of this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. So I knew that I needed to have you back uh, before we got too deep into the season. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's... (laughs) I'm I'm living, laughing, loving, like I can't get enough. Like I just feel I feel good. Honestly, after the premiere, I was a little emotional about it. Is that dramatic? Look, I um, It perhaps, is. You can say yes, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the the thing with Orange County this season is that everyone was so excited for Tamara to come back. Taylor joining the show felt like a big moment. We know we're gonna see Vicky later in the season. There's a lot to be excited about. Mm. Because of the timing and the fact that the fact that OC premiered the same night as the Vanderpump reunion part three, I'm sorry, that's it was rude. It was rude of the scheduling people. It was rude of, you know, anyone with input in that decision. It's like these women got paid absolute dust. Dust, and now now crumbs. we're correcting the record. We're making sure to catch back up. And mm-hmm. this season it's it's not going to be, nobody's going to jail. Nobody's no. getting investigated. Nobody's, mm-hmm. you know, life is getting ripped apart. Mm. And I love that for them. <laughs> I love that for them, but I also love that for us. Because yeah. we've been white knuckling it since the news of Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just been, shit's been hitting the fan. We've been getting hulu docs from abc news left and right jen shaw going to prison um then we had the scandal that like rocked our world that you know like things just felt really heavy summer house felt heavy this year which was like really weird because that is supposed to be like a light and fun breezy drama ish type show so it felt good to like settle back in with orange county and have it be like return to form you know like i feel like yeah. this is housewives this is housewives and i will say i this week watched the ser- the premiere of the new real housewives of new york and i think if you're if you're liking this kind of classic housewives a little bit lower stakes i think i've only seen one episode but it's it kind of fits in with that vibe and mm-hmm. i think that if people can get past the the like this isn't New York Housewives. If yeah. people can get past their their feelings about how it was handled, mm-hmm. I think the show itself is going to be enjoyable. And we are getting crappy Lake. You yes. know what I mean? So like, we are getting a little bit of um, old school Roni flavor, if you will. Now, I do have... Um, I need to know what was going through the minds of the social media team that works for Bravo when they posted the women's like actual locations on Instagram. <laughs> I okay, 
Okay, so there was this post. They're they're hyping up the new <laughs> New York cast a lot, as they should. You know, mm-hmm. they're introducing us to all of them, telling us about what they do, who they are, where they come from. And they put out this post that's like, where do the New York City, where do the Roni ladies live? And, like, of course, in New York, like, the idea of the neighborhoods and stuff is very relevant. Right. So, like, on the episode that I watched, it says, like, Uba's apartment, Columbus Circle, or like this person's apartment, like Soho. Mm -hmm. But saying Soho is a lot different than posting a map map of the lower half of Manhattan with literal pins dropped on the map. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe they like purposely moved the pins a few blocks for each of them. I would hope. You know, it was... I saw that and it was a shock because it's like, it wasn't just like a little, you know, outline of Manhattan and then... No, that was a street It grid. was like there was coordinates. Like, there, like you could figure out like where, where they lived. So, hmm, that, like was, those, that was puzzling. Those girls are going to have enough of an uphill battle on social media oh as is. We don't, need their lives. Like, we don't need their full locations posted. I'm really, really excited, though, about New York City. Like, I feel like we got to let it go. We got to move on. We got to, you know, say goodbye to our old girls. And I mean, they are still going to be on Girls Trip, which will be great because that's right. also a Peacock production, if I'm not mistaking. No? Yeah, I think okay. I think it was really I'm glad it worked out the way it did that they got they finally got that legacy girls trip actually mm, like off the ground on the books in the can before mm. New York like the new reboot happened because mm. I think because legacy seemed like such a shit show for a long time and it was a question mark of if it was still going to happen mm-hmm. I think it was easier than to be mad at the new reboot right. but now it's like okay like Chill out. Sonia and Luann are going to be back on Bravo before the reboot even premieres with mm-hmm. Crappy Lake. And then next year we'll get Legacy and then maybe more from there. We'll see. Well, also, it was like, can we all remember where how we were feeling when we watched the last season of Roni? Like, oh, that was a have, mess. People, people hated really... it. Like, it, they were shitting on all the women. So it's just like, what do you want? Yeah, Bravo fans have a really astounding ability to like memory hole unpleasant things in the mm-hmm. past. And it's like, look, we, I know you and I both have, you know, large, lots of feelings of fondness about Roni and, mm-hmm. you know, the history of that franchise. But it's like, I was not in, you know, September of 2021 clamoring to see another season of Ramona, you know, terrorizing. No, and like the, Sonia, the Sonia was being like her worst version of herself. Dorinda too. Like it just like wasn't fun anymore. And I do think that it had a lot to do with production and with COVID and everything like that too. Like I think, but it's like we gotta let it go. We got We should embrace the new girls because you just don't know what they could give us. You know. I mean, you have yeah. to remember New York City Housewives started. You know with them fighting in page six and going to tennis and look where we look where we ended up. So like you just, you got to give these girls a chance. I, I totally agree. We, you, you'll be back on the podcast to talk about Roni a little later this summer. I'm sure. Calling all my honeys support for today's episode comes from honey love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, honey love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. 
For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. Let's get into Orange County because that is really the topic at hand today. Okay, I I need to know. Tamara has been back. This is her third episode back. Yes. Obviously, she and Shannon are um, you know working through their issues. Mm-hmm. At the end of this episode, it seems that we have gotten to a point of resolution. I don't know if that will stick or if that will hold for the rest of the season. But over the course of these first few episodes, have you been more Shannon aligned or more Tamara aligned, Sam? (sighs) It's tough, you know, because I see so much of myself in Shannon, which is like not a not a great place to be. Um, But I but I also see like how frustrating and exhausting it probably is to be her friend. Like she I feel, you know, she's very self-centered. She's very, she's someone who's like riddled with insecurity and like thinks everything goes back to her. And it's usually in a negative way. Like I remember seasons with her and David, for example, like he could just say like, I'm hungry. And she'd be like, David, I'm fucking cooking. Like, you know, like, like, it, it was just always like, she always thinks it's about her. And then like last episode when they were on that, that boat, that, that tug the flamingo that yeah. flamingo um and jen's <laughs> trying to tell her like the story of this adoption and she's like yelling about is that joe is that joe and i was just like that is the problem shannon and this is also something tamra has been saying for years Tam- this isn't like a new thing that tamra's just whipping up for the show like she's been feeling this way about shannon for a long time because it is a lot about shannon all the time Yeah, I think that the thing is, like, Shannon Bedore seems like somebody who would be an absolutely exhausting friend to Mm -hmm. have in your life. I think that, but, like, when you you get down to the core of it, she is, like, a a fragile, sensitive person who Mm -hmm. you kind of have to handle with care a little bit, even if she's not always the most tactful in return. Mm -hmm. But I think with, with Tamra the way that she kind of takes things public and she'll, you know, she'll make a snarky comment on Instagram or she'll talk shit on her podcast. And then it kind of gets turned back on her. And like, look, I don't think that Tamara has said like unforgivable, awful things about Shannon, but she's made some comments that aren't that nice. And I think the way that Tamara knows Shannon, she has to know that those things are going to be like particularly hurtful, hurtful to her. But I also think Tamara 
knows that they were hurtful and that's kind of why she's so emotional about it like the, i mean she started crying the moment she saw shannon at the um on the first episode you know she yeah. was like shannon i really need to talk to you i also feel like maybe a part of tamra thought like she'd never be back on the show so it really didn't matter if she talked shit on shannon because she would never really have to like be like confronting that I don't know, but I totally agree. It, I mean, she, yeah. uh, you know, Tamara shoots from the hip. It's an interesting thing to consider the idea of, you know, leaving and coming back to the show and kind of what, what stays relevant when you're not on camera. And these, this like Trace Amiga's friendship in the last few years since Vicky and Tamara left Orange County has really been in a weird place. And so it kind of like, as much as I want to just like sit back and watch the show and take it all at face value, you do kind of have to think about the fact that it's like, okay, so these women weren't on speaking terms for two years and then they've been on camera for a week again. And Tamara's like crying and saying that she wants Shannon back in her life. Like I, I believe that there's like some kernel of truth there, but then also it's like, I need friends on the television show. A hundred percent. It, it, it both things are happening at the same time you know i think yeah. both things can be true well if it, that was also kind of funny like on the and the season premiere when you know gina and heather's friendship hasn't like maintained when in the, the cameras months go since down. they were filming last time it's like <laughs> wow shocking it seemed like they it seemed like you two were made for each other yeah it's like you two had a really deep connection but that's like the beautiful you know that's like the glory of heather in my opinion, like Heather knows that why they didn't talk and Heather knows all of that. So to like bring that up on camera and be like, you weren't there for me. It's like, you're a perfect housewife. These women are professionals. <laughs> like Shannon, Tamara and Heather, mm-hmm. like they, they're the blueprint. Well, and I do Vicky, feel but like Vicky's not. Like Heather's return to the franchise last year, I really enjoyed, but I understood why some people were a little put off by it or it Mm. didn't quite click for them. But I do feel like having Tamara back in the equation really makes it kind of feel more complete. And I think that, I think that they've over the course of the two seasons, it feels like they've done a good job kind of like bringing the team back to full strength. I agree. It almost like bringing Tamara back kind of like levels Heather out a little bit. I think like she came back and it was like, I'm the top dog, you know, I'm Mm. the number one guy in this group. And now I feel like with Tamara back, it's like it all kind of levels out again where it's like Tamara, Heather and Shannon. Gina's obviously at the bottom. I think (laughs) Heather's the kind of person where like, it's not that she doesn't get involved in the drama because she's, you know, she loves she to put someone in their place. She loves to, you know, school someone with her words. But that when last season with no Tamara there, it almost felt like there was sort of too much pressure on her to be the the loudest voice in the room mm-hmm. and to be almost like in that situation with Shannon, like Heather was sort of like the the villain almost or kind mm-hmm. of the the schoolyard bully. And I think having having Tamara there kind of lets Heather just like exist as Heather a little more, which I think is, you know, perfectly enjoyable. Yeah. And like the, the situation with Taylor Armstrong and this like movie role is the, the like to me, just the perfect housewives storyline. Well, and especially with Taylor, it's just yes. like, 
you know, she was like, I thought those were drunk plans. Like, she's like, I didn't realize this was like a real thing. And I totally get that. Like, you say like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, let's do it. Like, when you're like having a couple cocktails and then like they text you the next day and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to Oklahoma with Taylor. Well, okay, so I, so this is like a fun aside. So I saw Heather Dubrow last night because yes. she did this, um, she did this event at the Restoration Hardware rooftop in New York, which is like this gorgeous, picturesque, you know, scene. And it's like this, this like reception basically where every there's like champagne, of course, um, lots of champs, and you like get invited and you RSVP and everybody gets like a ten minute like time slot to talk to heather basically um <laughs> it was you know it's okay. very it's a very heather event it's a very yeah. heather event but so she's a queen of boundaries yes and she did the same thing last season um this you know this time it was nice because we got to be outside because it wasn't like winter when she was promoting the show but mm-hmm. we were talking about this and i asked her about taylor i was like do you did you ever watch her her work on beverly hills and she was like i've seen some of that because Back in the day, I had never watched Orange County before I got cast, but I had seen Beverly Hills because we know Paul and Adrian. So, the godmother of Kennedy, alleged. So, like, I don't think that I don't think that Heather was watching every episode of Beverly Hills back in the day, Mm -hmm. but she was like familiar with Taylor as a housewife, and then, like she said on the show, they had been kind of in similar social circles in Orange County. Um, so it's, it's funny to see kind of now, like 10 years ago, Taylor was on Beverly Hills, like in an interesting place. And now Mm -hmm. she's like on Heather's doorstep. And I don't know, it was, it's fun to see Taylor in a different environment because I think girls trip, it was kind of like a a pleasant surprise how much we connected with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, like, I wasn't sure, you know, we're filming at her house. This acting thing is basically her own storyline. Like she, mm-hmm. she just showed up last week and she is, you know, putting in the work already. Yeah. It's nice to see Taylor in such a good place because when Taylor left us, she obviously was going through a ton of legal issues since Russell had passed. And so, you know, she was kind of frozen in time for I think a lot of us. So to see her and like have Kennedy be like in high school is so crazy. I I can't believe that she's like in high school. That's so weird. Maybe graduating. I don't know. But to see her and Heather interact, it's like, it's like a strange, strange feeling, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm not like a big Taylor fan. I'm not like the biggest fan of Taylor, but I do um, enjoy her. I'm excited. I'm always a fan on these shows when, more people are around to kind of create different, we need friends. different mm-hmm. dynamics and different like, you know, so, sort of like side relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of, you know, last season, Heather and Shannon had their issues, but then they kind of put them aside. It doesn't seem like Heather and Tamara are really going to have much conflict with each other this season. So I think to have Taylor as a a sort of rivalry for Heather is a very like, unexpected but really fascinating little little like yeah i just didn't expect it like it's really i'm like taylor like (laughs) you're you're gonna be a rival with taylor armstrong you know um it's lovely that's why i love this season 
she's playing um it's a story about a concert pianist that was murdered <laughs> she's oh my god it's like what i thought tar was oh my god i did love when um when she's like you know i just uh, i've been friends with the director and she offered me the part and and heather just goes oh being offered is the best ever <laughs> It's like totally Heather. Like Heather is just Heather Page like, Kent. Heather Page Kent to bro is just she's so bitchy in like the best way because it's just really who she is. Like I firmly believe that this was just Heather. And like she doesn't she's not even trying to be like this. I also really love to see Heather at home, like with her kids. Yeah. I think Heather's a great mom. I think Heather's a fantastic mom. Um, also, last night, so we see this scene of all of them eating lunch together, and it's right before the twins are going off to college. And I love that there's just, like, the little Chiron at the bottom of the mm-hmm. screen that says Heather's son, Ace. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, you it's know, not this de- was... not a big deal. Right. And I, I asked her about that when I saw her last night, because I was, like, I, I had seen the episode, and I was, like, I love that it was, like, you know, addressed in that way, but not, like a storyline or like some big you know to do on the show and she was like yeah I mean I don't want to she was like I love showing my family my kids have grown up on in front of cameras but like I don't want to use them for a storyline so like when she was saying when she posted kind of you know sharing that her son had transitioned Mm -hmm. like she really just wanted people to be aware of his pronouns and what his name is now and like it Mm -hmm. wasn't she didn't want it to be like a big, she like, wasn't like, this is what thing. you'll see on the upcoming season or like a storyline. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think like, especially the way that, you know, queer and trans issues are like, you know, unfortunately hotly contested right now. It's like to just sort of treat that as such a normal like, oh, by the way, this is like what's happening with our family now mm-hmm. and not like a oh my God, this is heart, heart, you know, shattering for me as a mother that I have to go through this. It's like, no, she's yeah. just like letting you know what's up with the fam yeah i really i totally agree with you it was really nice to see um that it just was like yeah this is our family and we're moving along like there's nothing to see here like it's fine um Mm -hmm. especially because like we saw ace as a baby you know what i mean so the fact that heather's just like made that choice i just it was really commendable um, but yeah, it sounds like the twins have done well at college. Um, Love that for Max. Max is about to go to Europe with her girlfriend. What's the son's so. name? Max Nikki. and Nikki. Nikki. Okay. <laughs> Max, Nikki, Cat, and Ace. Thank you. <laughs> I have like a scary affinity for remembering uh, housewives' kids' names. Okay, that's great. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author, and I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. 
Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I want to talk about Emily because I know that you're loving Emily. Um, oh my God. And I just, you know, she has twins too, Luke and Keller. Um, mm-hmm. and Annabelle. Daughter, Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle yeah. who wants to be a model. Yeah, superstar. So, okay, I know that you are really feeling Emily this season. Loving. And I'm, I would love to hear from you kind of like where that's coming from. Because I, I don't dislike Emily, but I wouldn't say that, like when I was thinking of this, this episode, I didn't think about her much. Wow. She's all I thought about. She's all I thought about this whole episode. That's so interesting. So I've done a total 180 on Emily. Like when she first came out of the scene with Gina Casita, I thought to myself... I'm not into this. She's got a weird husband. He's kind of a dork. And then like last season, she really, I really started to see her in a different light. Like I was, I was, I was into whatever she was selling. And, you know, Shane really grew on me. He was making me laugh. Emily makes me laugh. And then like this season, I just, I'm here for Emily. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I love to look at her. I find her absolutely stunning, beautiful, gorgeous. I love to see a woman like just own her curves and her body. And she's like, I'm fucking here. I'm going to eat this cake and I don't give a fuck. And I love that. And I also love like her personal storyline. Like if we go back into the archives, like we know her history with like her children and like having miscarriages and like that was so heart wrenching. And like, I just feel like I'm into that. I'm into this this version of Emily. I don't know, but she's blocked okay. me. So yeah. I would really love for her to unblock. You know, I think um, I think like going back a few years, she was pretty um, she was pretty liberal with the block button. So I think yeah, I think there I think there are a few. I think there's hope for me. The block, um, perhaps maybe I, not. I, I no, but I I relate to the idea that there are some housewives where you feel just kind of like. Uh, softness for them that isn't mm-hmm. necessarily like oh my god I'm obsessed she's like causing so much drama yeah, or she's it's like, not that so hilarious it's, it's just not like how we feel about Larsa Pippen like-, <laughs> like I love Larsa because she's like an agent of chaos Emily yeah. I just like have like you said a softness for her like I find the story with her mom to be like so heartbreaking but like so fascinating um you know, I love that Shane's out working, you know, he's finally a lawyer and Emily's like, great. Now I have to spend time with my kids. Um, I don't know. I've just, and I like that she mixes it up with the girls, you know, like with Jen, she's like, so you sent your husband away so you could fuck this hot guy in the gym, basically. <laughs> and Jen was like, no. Yeah. Emily's Jen, like, no, I think that's what happened. <laughs> this episode was like an was interesting turn for, Do you not for like Jen Pedranti. No, I like Emily. I oh, okay. I I would say I've also done a like a, a She's kind of like Dolores to me. I've done like a a smaller 180 on Emily. I think before I just like didn't give a fuck about her and mm-hmm. now I'm like no, I'm into her. But yeah. like not as not as strong. The feelings are just like duller. Yeah. Um you don't feel like passionate like me about yeah. about Emily. Okay, that's But me. this this week was like uh an interesting turn for Jen Pedranti. Um <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. I know, um, but it's the way you said it. <laughs> our devil rebel herself. Yeah. Um, so 
I I like can't quite put my finger yet on how I feel about her, mm-hmm. but I do think that she is she seems like good casting. Like she is mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yeah. And this situation with her ex and her new guy and the fact that they met at Cut Fitness is so messy. Rest in peace. And e- e- the fact that there clearly is more to the story here and she's not being totally forthcoming about whether she was actually right. cheating on her husband with this guy that she's now with. And Tamara mm-hmm. seems to know more than Jen is saying and Gina is trying to figure it out. Like there are a lot of sort of like bits of debris floating around this woman. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited to kind of piece them together. Well, what's funny about Jen is like, she came on the first episode and they gave her a lot of screen time, like more Mm -hmm. than usual for someone new. And I was really into her. I thought, and even last episode, the second episode, I was like, wow, like, okay, like this is interesting. But what's funny about people that come on the show like Jen who have these like really kind of complicated dynamics like within their like relationships with their husbands or their kids or whoever and they think that they can just sell the story the way that they want it to be sold and not like the reality it's like babe you're it's gonna come out that you did indeed fuck this guy like especially especially with Tamara there I'm like that's what I was gonna say in your gym and so Tamara's like looking at her and is like you just need to be honest like and if you're not going right. to be honest, I'll be honest about it. Right. Like, it seems, unless Tamara is straight up lying, it seems like Tamara has think. direct knowledge of what actually happened between Jen and Ryan. So for Jen to be, like, cagey or untruthful about this with the group, it's like, this isn't going to end well. I mean, Andy Cohen always says, it's like, if you have skeletons in your closet, they're going to come out. So mm-hmm. if you don't want them out, don't come on reality TV. Well, especially with like this and going on in your life. like Right. And like, it's not like this is a situation in the distant past. Like you're still with the guy. Right. Your husband, your, <laughs> your ex-husband still shares a home with you. Right. That you, it's still like, very much going, still going on. Right. Like even if you have done the messiest part and like, you know, ended your marriage and are like officially dating the other guy. Like you're still, the situation is still lingering. It's in not your in life. your past. Yeah. yeah. It kind it, of reminds me what you were saying um, of like Danielle Cabral coming on Jersey yes. and having this like one sentence explanation of what happened with her brother. And she thought that, that and, no one would ask any questions and they would just be like, okay. Right. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, even if the stuff you are saying is technically true, People are going to want more, both the Mm -hmm. viewers and the other people on this show. I mean, somebody like Gina, I know that you're not a fan of Gina. I go back and forth. But like like, Gina, if she if you show her the bone, she's going to she's going to want to grab it. Like, you know, it's just weird. Like just this idea that she was like hanging out with this guy at the gym a lot and like going on these walks and then her hut she got her husband a job with her dad in oklahoma oklahoma has a very big presence on orange county it's strange yeah it's Oklahoma's really a hotbed weird. of activity this year <laughs> well this year but also brianna lived in oklahoma vicky you know waged a war against yeah. the state of oklahoma it's just really interesting but um i don't know i, I just need jen to be more honest and that is something i thought we were gonna get from her i thought she would kind of do be like a little unapologetic about it and be like, yeah, like we, you know, had this affair, but it all worked out. 
Right. It's, yeah, it's when you're bumping up against the idea that you are kind of an open book Mm -hmm. with like, but I don't want to be like the homewrecker or like the one who cheated. But at a certain point, it's like, if you were having an emotional affair and then you left your husband to be with the guy that you were having an emotional affair with, like, I get that, like, technically, yes, I guess it's like some percentage worse if you were having a physical affair, but like, the marriage still ended because of your relationship with this guy. Like, right. The deed is done, kind of. Yeah. What do you and Gina think just about... can't have any part of it. Yeah, so <laughs> what, like, I was going to ask you about that. What do you think about that? It's a little, I don't know. Like, I understand Gina's, Gina's marriage situation was very troubled. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of baggage there. I'm sure she has some kind of like, you know, trauma, whatever, lingering from that, obviously. But it's a little bit like projecting or like making somebody else's situation about yourself to me where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I get that you don't, if you if you know that someone is a cheater, maybe you look at them a little differently or you, you know, are judging them or you kind of have like a chip on your shoulder about what you think they might be as a person. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's a little bit like it comes across a little fake to be like, I just, I don't think I can be around this girl when we're like normalizing cheating. And it's like, it's, it's not that deep. Like she's not, yeah. she's not fucking your husband. Right. Like, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Jen and Marge, like when they first met and Jen was like, you're very open about the fact that you cheated on your husband. And it's like mm-hmm. knowing that like she had this, you know, she obviously we know now that Bill had an affair. So it's like, it, it feels similar and it just kind of feels like you said, like, just just you can stand there while she's talking about it you know yeah and i think like obviously i think a storyline like this is something that everyone is going to get involved in in like Mm -hmm. one way or another so i I don't think it's weird that gina is like having an opinion yeah but it comes across right it comes across a little performative when she's like storming out of cut fitness because (laughs) she can't bear to hear about someone else cheating like i don't don't know rest in peace cut I know. It, it, I was glad that we got like one final cut fitness event because, of course, before it was even open, it had an mm-hmm. iconic housewives dinner. Um, I cried during Eddie's speech. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think he was, like, emo- you know, emotional. I time flies, and I truly did not realize that Cut Fitness had been open for like ten years. And so, I think having that perspective, it's a little bit less like, oh, this business failed, and more like, oh, we're like moving on from this to something Mm -hmm. new because like 10 years is a long time to have Mm -hmm. a you know functioning gym um but yeah it also just like cut fitness gave us a lot of storyline i I mean gina and emily met for the first time at cut fitness obviously there were events there things like that i mean jen and jen's whole world was turned upside down i guess by that's where they discovered that brooks was probably faking cancer is when brooks was sitting at cut and they were giving him birthday cake (laughs) <laughs> why do i know this I, think, I don't know i yeah so i think like in in one way having Tamara back on the show it's like a link to the past but then cut fitness going away is like you're taking away a link from the past because like i don't know a lot has happened there um but i did the uh, i mean sticking with the the topic of jen and Tamara's relationship that tiktok that jen posted the day before the cut party basically being like so thankful for all of our customers who have kept us oh going. It's like, it was 
I look, I don't know if Jen is just not that smart or if she is like trying to be a little bit devious now that she's on the show. Yeah. But that was a, a tough look for her. It was a really tough look. And like Heather and Emily, I agreed with their kind of idea. They were just like, I don't think she meant it like maliciously, but it was just really tone deaf. Like it just wasn't, I, I don't know. It was, it was interesting to hear a housewife say, you know, we really wanted to get into TikToks and reels. <laughs> you know, that was a weird sentence to hear an adult woman say on television. Um, but, you know, Tamara... God bless her, you know. And I love that they did like the explosion, like there was like DEFCON four, like Yeah. I I enjoyed that. The graphics this week were good. Yeah, I think Tamara and Jen are like gonna be interesting to watch because we've seen sometimes like the the friend who brings you onto the show Never doesn't necessarily out. stick in your corner once you're actually there. Like uh, famously, Drew and Sonya last season made it about three Ashley episodes Darby before they Candace. were enemies. Oh yeah. my God, Drew and Sonya. Yeah, like they became enemies within like 20 minutes. It was crazy. So I think with with Tamara and Jen, I'm I'm curious to see kind of how the season plays out, especially seeing all over social media and stuff that... Tamara and Shannon seem to be doing quite well now that it's like as Tamara kind of rebuilds her like you know iconic friendship is you know new yoga lady Jen gonna Mm -hmm. be kind of like tossed to the side a little bit a hundred percent that is what's gonna happen I can just feel it like this was not a real friendship this was like you work out at my gym and like you know let's bring you on you have an interesting family life um but I think the thing with like Heather, Tamara, and Shannon that I just love, and it's almost r- old Rony vibes, is that like they'll fight during the season and they'll make it dramatic. And like, yeah, they might have shit happen off camera too. But for the most part, like they're able to r- find resolution and like move forward. And like that's what's nice. Like it's not this like ongoing like feud a year after year that's like kind of exhausting, you know? Yeah, I think like. I remember last season when Heather was coming back and there was kind of this idea of like, oh, like she's like Shannon Bedore's mortal enemy. And it was like, I don't think Heather has spent the last five years thinking about how much she hates Shannon Bedore. I don't think Heather thought about Shannon at all. (laughs) Coming back on the show, it was like that the, the lingering tension in their relationship led to some great stuff on the show, but it wasn't like, oh, we're like fundamentally hating each other as mm-hmm. people and that's never going to change. Right. Like they're they're able to kind of move the story along in a way that I think allows the show to be a little bit lighter and a little bit more enjoyable because it's not like, okay, now we're going to watch 10 episodes of... It's uh, not like Lindsay and Paige. Tamara like and where there's, yeah. there's no hope for that friendship at all. Oh, God. Lindsay, that's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, I'm telling you, Real Housewives of New Jersey was dark at the end with Louie. Oh, God. And then Summer House was dark. Vanderpump was heavy. Like, it was, yeah. we needed this, like, light, frothy Housewives. I'm just more, I'm curious, like, I don't know when the timeline is of when they finished filming, but are we going to see Shannon and John's breakup on the show? Because hmm. that makes me nervous. Because she's like, John and I are are better than we've ever been. We've been together for three years. We don't live together because he wants his alone time. But we've never been better. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Shannon is just and like Tamara said, I think it was on Walter Happens Live or no, it was on the show. I think like the second episode, she was just like they break up and fight all the time. Like they yeah. are not this like perfect couple, um, you know, that Shannon like kept portraying them to be. And I feel like. I'm happy that we have Shannon back on the show because I feel like everybody last season was kind of dancing around that. Like no one wanted to be like, Shannon, your relationship is a fucking hoax. Um, I think that, well, we saw some of that during the, their COVID season during season 15, which I know is like one of the worst housewife seasons of all times, partially just out of their control. The COVID situation was so bad for mm -hmm. them, but like we did see a little bit of like, John and Shannon seeming to kind of break down a little bit and I'm I'm kind of glad that that curtain has now been lifted because mm -hmm. it's like I don't think that this relationship was ever necessarily like you know mom and dad looking good together like I, mm -hmm. I think they always kind of had a volatile dynamic from some things I've heard but also just like watching the show yeah and I think it that Shannon is Shannon is always going to want to portray it as something, you know, better and more chill and wholesome than it is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm interested to see whether it happens on the show or whether it's addressed at the reunion, kind of like Shannon having to like own up a little bit to the fact that this relationship wasn't as perfect as she acted yeah. like it was. Yeah, I think coming out of the whole David thing, she and him moving on so quickly and like having a baby, I think Shannon like when she met John was probably like, okay, this is it. Like I'm going to have the fairy tale. Like, and then it didn't work out that way, but I want her to find happiness. You know, she has her real for real lemons thing. She's in all the ship station commercials. I was just going to say that. She's like, my, my shipping process used to be painfully slow. <laughs> I'm like, Shannon, this, uh, this voiceover is painfully it's slow. Painful. But, uh, <laughs> Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by new, crisp and refreshing Heineken Silver. With only 3.2 carbs and 95 calories, and most importantly, no bitter endings. In honor of my new favorite beer, it's time for a little game called Happy Endings versus Bitter Endings. Who from this week's Orange County is headed for a happy ending, and who is on track to have a bitter taste in their mouth? Let's find out. Sam, you know, as the guest of honor, who... Who are you feeling optimistic about this season? Who's who's on track for the happy ending? Hmm. I, you know, of course, I naturally want to say Emily, but I really do think, I think Heather DeBro is going to have a really good season. I think last season was kind of tough for her, um, mm. but I think she's going to come back and things are things are going to go well. I agree. I was going to say Heather Dubrow and Heather Dubrow's family. They just seem, mm -hmm. they seem like they're in a really good place. I think last season, Heather got kind of shaken by the Nicole, Nicole Weiss of it all. Like yeah. that situation kind of left everyone in a weird position. But this year, I think she's pretty, pretty firmly in control. And I, I, you know, I'm excited to see her 
issues with Taylor flare up, but I don't think that's going to be something that like ruins her housewives reputation. Um, On the other side of things, I think, I don't know. It's hopefully the season is long, but I, things are looking a little rocky for, for our new girl, Jen. And I think that she needs to, she needs to come clean about some things, write the ship a little bit and, uh, and maybe be a better friend. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think, you know, Gina's going to have a tough one. I just feel it. I just, it's a feeling, you know, I do. I think Gina's one of those people where she's been on the show for a long time now, which is shocking. Every season that she gets brought back, I don't, I don't dislike her, but every season you see that Gina again, and it's Mm -hmm. like, how many more, how many rounds is she going to last? We'll see. We'll see. It's shocking. You know, when we see people come on this show for one season and, you know, on any of the Real Houses franchises, like I still think about Shamari, you know, on Real House of Atlanta, like I would have loved to see her again. Um, And the fact that Gina is like just getting brought back and brought back and brought back is it's really shocking. Good for her, but uh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe the time is running out. We'll find out later. Uh, but those are today's happy endings and bitter endings brought to you by Heineken Silver. With only 3.2 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this new crisp and refreshing beer won't compromise on taste, which means no bitter endings. Order now at Heineken.com slash silver. Must be 21 or over to purchase. Please enjoy Heineken responsibly. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. It is always a pleasure to talk. And, you know, as... Orange County's number one fan girly right now. It was really needed. <laughs> I, I, I think I am the number one fan of Orange County right now. So thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting with you. I can't wait to chat again. Um, we can talk about houses of New York, you know, yes. and we're probably going to talk on Slack about the submarine, the submersible, we, the submersible. Uh, you know, it's, it's not looking, not looking no, good. It's not looking good. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Sam, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.